Good morning. I am happy to be in the house of the Lord. I'm honored to be asked to come here today, and I'm blessed by being here. It's always wonderful when I have the opportunity to visit and enjoy a fellowship and to see the faces of some that I've known for many, many years and to know that you're still moving on and you, as the song said, you're still in the battle, thank God. And by the grace of God, we're going to see the end. And I thank the Lord for each one of you and for what he's doing right here in this place. I got in yesterday afternoon, had a little time to spend with Brother Tony, Sister Donna, who has wonderful fellowship, and and uh, then I uh, rested some in the evening, and uh, I'm here now ready to preach what I feel God has laid upon my heart. I want you to turn your Bible, if you have them there, to Psalms 33. I'm going to read beginning at verse number 12, and as you're turning, I would like to just take a moment and express my sincere appreciation for the congregation and individuals who faithfully support the mission in Guatemala. We appreciate your help, and as always, we need your prayers. The Lord is blessing, and we're getting ready Next week, probably to send out a newsletter, you'll be getting a copy of that so you can see some of the things the Lord is doing. When you think of us, pray for us that the Lord will, will uh, supply the needs. There's always needs on the mission field and uh, never get to the end of what needs to be done. But I know the Lord is faithful. The work belongs to the Lord and uh, he'll take care of it. I'm certain of that. All right, if you have found the place in Psalms 33, I want to read, beginning at verse 12. <clears throat> Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven... He beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. There is no king save by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Let thy mercy be upon us, O Lord, according as we hope in thee. 
Let us pray. Father, we are blessed to be here among your people this morning. We thank you for uh, this congregation and Brother and Sister Bartlett, of course, all the saints of God. We're always blessed with the beautiful singing and the music, and we thank you for the fellowship of your spirit and the fellowship that we can enjoy with one another. It's already been noted that we're in a time when the enemy of souls is uh, bidding high for every individual. There are things that we're facing now that perhaps no other generation has had to deal with. We're looking to you this morning for divine guidance. We know that there is no failing in thee. and We believe that you're able to take us safely to the other side. We ask this morning for your anointing that we may speak uh, from our heart the things that you would have us to say. I pray you'd open up the minds of each one, the hearts. May the Spirit of God illuminate our minds together. And may we leave here saying it is good to be in the house of God. In Jesus' name, I humbly pray. Amen. In uh, verse number uh, 12, uh, the, the reading starts off, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Now I want to talk to you just for a few minutes this morning on that thought. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. There's already been a whole lot of things said about Memorial Day and uh, what it indicates the time that we uh, spend together at this particular uh, weekend to remember the men and women in the armed forces who have uh, made the sacrifices. Many of them have given their lives that we can be here today and we are safe, thank God, uh, because of their activity and so this this is a great weekend for us as individuals great weekend for the church and uh, I, I was thinking about that and how how that uh, we have set this time aside for Memorial Day uh, down home they call it decoration day they they've extended it a little bit to go beyond just the military I don't know if you have that tradition here but I'm thinking a little bit more this morning that every Sunday for the child of God is Memorial Day. Every Sunday. Every Sunday we come to church to remember something, to celebrate something, to be thankful for something, to enjoy something. So every day as a child of God, we, uh, we can come together and, uh, and our faith that have, we have put in the Lord Jesus Christ has enabled us to worship and enjoy great things that uh, we could not enjoy apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just believe today that the Lord wants us to remember what he's done for us. Now, I, uh, I, I, I'll just take a moment and say this. I, I, I tell the folks at home every once in a while, with the, the reason, our, one reason, not one reason, not the, all the reason, but one reason why that we have uh, there's been uh, there's such silence in the church, and I I mean this in the right way. I'm not trying to work up a lot of noise. I don't I don't need it myself. But anyway, uh, we're we're in, a, we're in a time when there's not not too many people excited and thrilled, and and not too many people jumping up, hollering, testifying, and you know interrupting the preacher and 
and, uh, and aggravating everybody around them, whatever they do, uh, that, that's kind of gone. One reason I think that has passed is that we do not remind ourselves enough of what God has done for us. I think today if we really stop and, and, and contemplate what God has done for us individually, it would not be difficult at all for us to come into a worship service or anywhere else and we'd find it very easy to praise God and to thank Him for His blessings upon us. Now, I, I don't know if I'll get to that a little later, but we must remember where God found us and we must remember what God has done for us and the promises of God to keep us in this world and to take us safely into heaven when this life is over. Now that, you know, that's better than anything else you got going. Whatever you got going, it's not as good as what I just said. That's the best thing in the whole world is to know that you have been redeemed from sin and iniquity and purified. Thank God. And God is going to keep you. The one who has begun a good work in you is able, thank God, to finish it and to take you to glory when this life is over. Now, I, I say again, that is a reason to be happy on the inside. Amen. And if you get real happy on the inside, you know, you know how it is when your favorite team uh, uh, makes a touchdown, kick a field goal, when he, you know, when they shoot the three from too far out and make it, and you just get excited and something on the inside won't let you be still. You just have to say something about it. And people jumping up and spilling their pop and filling their beer and putting popcorn on people in front of them because they got excited about what's going on. We forget too easy what God has done for us. The Lord has been good to us, and I just, I just want to remind you, I know you know I will not say anything that you don't already know, and I'm just here to remind you of what good God's been. So as we, as we celebrate week to week the triumphant victory, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must remember that while we're celebrating, and I say this very kindly, there's a lot of people in our congregation, I'm just sitting there thinking a little bit ago, I'm, I'm going to preach here, drive home this afternoon. we got so many sick people, I, I've never seen a time like it, and, and I, I try to care for as many as I can. Our, there are many people in our congregation, while, while you may be doing well, you may be feeling good, you may be enjoying good health, there's a lot of people that are sick, there's a lot of people that are hurting, there's a lot of people that are, that are going through some rough places and they need our love. They need our care. They need our concern. They need to know that there is a group of people that have got their back. And sad to say, over the years, 50-odd years that I've been living for God, I've seen too many casualties in the church. And I, I know it displeases God and it breaks my heart. I, I'm not going to take time, but I think of even some pastors, some good pastors that lost their way, and I don't know what could have been done to restore them, but sometime I think we, I think we just say too bad. I didn't think he was going to make it anyway. Well, that's not the Christian attitude, is it? 
right? The Bible said if a, if a man be overtaken and fault you, which are spiritual, now you can always tell who walks with God. When somebody fails, when somebody gets in trouble, when somebody's going in the wrong direction, you can always look over the crowd and see who's really living for God because the one who are living for God are busy trying to restore the one who got in trouble with God. They're not busy getting on the phone and getting on Facebook and everywhere else and running them down and trying to, trying to, to belittle them in any kind of way. They are ready to try to encourage them and get them restored. You know what it means to restore it, right? Amen? It means they're going to get back where they were, and they're going to go on. They're going to learn from their mistakes and their failures, and, and they're going to be useful in the kingdom of God. God help us that we may be a people that are filled with love and concern and care that we can demonstrate it for those among us who are hurting in any kind of way, whatever, whatever way it may be. Well, in spite of all the hurts and all the difficulties, we can say this morning we're still blessed, right? I thought about that song they used to sing when I first came around. They used to sing that song, We're Blessed. And I've been thinking about that yesterday, last night, today, whatever. We're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed, right? Uh, do you know, do you remember the next little phrase? It says we don't deserve it. Now, this is, this, is, this is some difficulty in the church because, you know, it's easy to get to a place where you think you got it coming. You're so good, you're so nice, you're just filled with such wonderful things and you give your money and you show up and you engage in all activities and so you've got it all coming. But the truth of the matter is we do not deserve anything. Amen? We're blessed, but we don't deserve to be blessed. If we, if God, I can read to you from the scripture, but if God had, God had dealt with us according to our sin, there'd be nobody here this morning. Amen? If, but he did not deal with us according to our sin. Thank God he had mercy. He gave his son, and his son gave his life, and we do not deserve it, but thank God we are blessed. Amen. We're blessed to be a child of God. I don't know, I don't know uh, any other way. It's kind of simple, I suppose, but, but we, 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 don't, we didn't have it coming. We, we, we were going in the wrong direction, matter of fact. Amen. But we're blessed. Now, I can only, I, I speak for myself, and yet I believe according to your songs and and the uh, the way the service uh, developed this morning, I believe that I'm among a bunch of people who are proud, matter of fact, very proud to be Americans. Amen. Now I, I love America. I love America. I haven't been very many places, but this is the best place I've ever been. Amen. We. We have got it made. Amen, really. Now, there's a lot of things going on. You said, don't you watch the news? Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. It makes me sick, sort of. Amen. I know what's going on in the world, but I also know we're blessed. We are blessed today. We're blessed in many ways. I'm going to mention a couple of things as we go along here, I'll be conscious of the time. 
But uh, I, I, I can just, I just want to tell you again that I'm, I'm proud to be in America. We've been blessed in America with the best of everything. I remember one time, I'll just tell this real quick. I remember when, when we went to Guatemala, we stayed one, at one point, we stayed six months. I came home and uh, it was, we didn't have any hot water down there. Sometimes we didn't have any water. And that's no exaggeration much less hot water to take a shower. And I, when I came home, one of the things that impressed me the most, now this is crazy, but one of the things I never forget, when I come home and turn the faucet on and there's hot water, the water's hot coming right out of there. You can do whatever you want to with it. I was so, I was so thankful. Now, you don't think about that. You didn't think about it this morning. You took a shower and whatever you did, you never say, oh, my goodness, look at this hot water. You'd call your neighbors up and get everybody to come around and say, look, 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 I got hot water. Oh, we don't do that because we get used to everything. And what, what many people do not enjoy, we are overflowing with it. The rest of the world many times is hurting while we're being blessed, and it's not because that we're so much better than everybody. It's only because of the blessing of God. Amen? It's because of him, not us. It's like when God called Israel. He said, I'm not doing this because you're big. It's not because you're something. Right? I'm not calling you. I'm not calling you because you're a great nation. You're bigger than everybody. You're better than everybody. I'm calling you because of me. It's, it's my love. And I'm going to share my love and I'm going to establish my work and I'm going, to, I'm going to set forth my precepts and I'm going to issue my command. But it's all about me, God said, to Israel. And we need to understand that today. The reason we are blessed is because of the mercy of God. Now, I know we've got something to do with it. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. But we are blessed because of God, and we owe him this morning. I couldn't, I don't want to preach on that last verse much. I, I'll just deal with the first verse, but actually, when he says, let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Let thy mercy be upon us. Let, just let that sink into your head. Let thy mercy be upon us. We need your mercy. Let your mercy be upon us according as we hope in thee. I'm telling you this morning, we're blessed because of the Lord. Thanksgiving and praise again should come easy. And that's what this psalm is about here in, uh, in Psalms 33. Is about, this is a psalm of hope, a psalm, a psalm that teaches us that uh, our blessing come from above, right? As James said, every good thing and every perfect thing comes down from above. The blessings you have, you've got because you, uh, you, you come down from above, right? I was, my mind's cloud, crowded with, with thoughts of, 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 of that movie, Shenandoah, you seen that? And that old Jimmy Stewart, whoever it was, he was praying and he was thanking God for all of his boys and girls, in-laws sitting at the table. And, and uh, he said, he started praying. He said, Lord, he said, we, we plowed the fields with our own hands and, we sowed this thing with our own hands and we've, we've hoed it and fixed it and done everything. We even harvested and we even cooked it and here it sits, but we give you thanks anyway. We've done it all, but we just want to say thank you anyway. Well, I'm going to tell you something. We haven't done anything, right? 
that every blessing you've got, you, there's no need, and there's no need us taking an attitude that we're something because without God we are nothing. Amen. But we can be what God wants us to be. Please don't misunderstand what I'm talking about. <clears throat> this psalm talks about the glory of God and uh, that God is God is ready, as David demonstrated. God is ready to take care of us. His promises are real, and uh, He has promised us that He. Of course, will never leave us nor forsake us. And when we hope in the Lord, when our confidence is in God, when our trust is in Almighty God, we have uh, we have a sure foundation. We have something that's solid, something that never fails. I'm reminded. I'm reminded of the 105th Psalm. I just turned there real quick, or the 103rd Psalm. Excuse me, 103rd Psalm. Listen to the words. You know it well. He says in the 103rd Psalm, verse 1, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Now, you know, there's times when we need to ask God to help us. You would, you would not believe, and I say this very humbly, you would not believe how many times I've asked God since Brother Tony asked me to come here, how many times I've asked God to help me. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many, over and over and over. I couldn't tell you how many times this morning since I got up and and started thinking about the service, start praying. You would not believe how many times this morning I've asked God, I've told God, I cannot do this, it'll be a failure. I'm worse than a failure without you. And if you don't do something, nothing gets done. And over and over, I've told God, I have to have you. You say, well, you don't have no confidence. You may be right, I don't know, but that's how it is with me. I just have to keep asking and asking until it is time to open my mouth and try to say it. And if I didn't ask, I would have no confidence to stand here this morning. I could not, uh, I could not do this without the Lord at all. So sometimes we want God to bless us. Bless us, bless us, bless us. We need blessing in order to bless somebody else. But now here in this particular place, the psalmist said, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We want God to bless us. It's time that we bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. And uh, he says, bless thy holy name. Bless the Lord. Verse 2. O my soul, forget not all his benefits. Now, this is, this is what I'm talking about today. We're a blessed nation. The Lord has blessed us. He's blessed us in, with many material things. I may mention some of that. But uh, beyond that, he's blessed us as individuals and as a nation, we have had the gospel. The gospel has changed our nation. And the gospel that's gone out from this nation has influenced and changed other nations. So we, we're a blessed people. And God has made America a blessing to the world. There's a real devil, and that's another subject, but there's a real devil that would like to stop the church in America. Silence the truth. Let I don't think the devil wants to stop people going to church. He don't even care for preachers preaching. But it's when somebody stands and declares the truth of God's word. How do you get saved? What are the steps that it takes to get you right with God? What is it going to take after you're saved for you to begin to be sanctified and live a life of holiness for the glory of God? And when we start dealing with things like that, you can be sure that there is a devil that will try his level best to stop that kind of truth from going out. 
And he's working today, of course, to try uh, to try to do that in in our country. Matter of fact, I was with Brother Tony and I were talking last night, and I I I, I just made the remark, and I honestly believe this: it would scare us if we knew how few congregations in the whole United States. It would scare us if we knew how many or how few congregations are actually preaching enough truth for people to get right with God, to stay right with God, to have a hope of heaven when this life is over, it would scare the socks off of us. Amen. Amen. People go to church and the preacher tells them, be good, just be good. Do good things. Be nice. Be nice to one another. Don't pay attention to how, don't, don't get mad at nobody. Don't even get mad at the devil. You know, it's just good God, good devil, good rattlesnake, everything's good now. You're supposed to love everything. Well, I can tell you right now, we, may, we, we, we certainly need to deal with every individual as God would have, it, have us deal. But there are some things that God hates. And if you've got God in your heart, there's going to be some things that you hate. There are going to be some things that rub you the wrong way. And you're going to have to open your teeny little mouth and say something every once in a while. Amen. That's the truth. All right. So he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. And he begins to name a couple of them. I'll, I'll mention it quickly and move on. Verse number three, he says, He forgiveth all thine iniquities. Right? That's pretty good, isn't it? Start with, get rid of all of them. Get rid of all your iniquities. Forgive all, forgive all of your wicked ways. Forgive all your transgressions. Forgive everything wrong that you've ever done. He forgives all of that. I'm glad, thank God, that we can be clean and clear. Amen. I'm glad we can be, I'm glad that we can know that our sins are gone. They're forgiven. So he says, who forgiveth all thine iniquities? And not only that, but he heals all thy diseases. We have a God who forgives and a God who heals. He is a wonderful God. It's no wonder that the psalmist said, blessed is the nation whose God or whose Lord, whose God is the Lord. I get it right. Blessed is the nation whose, whose God is the Lord. So, I mean, there's, there's wonderful things that happen when we, when we have Jehovah as our, as our God, there's wonderful things that happen. Let me hurry he says in verse number four, he redeems thy life from destruction and crowns thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies thy mouth with good things so that the youth is renewed like the eagles. Thank God, saints, we are a blessed people. We're a blessed country. We're a, we are a nation that has been blessed because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word of the living God that has been preached for ages here in our country have made us a particular, a particularly blessed people. We are blessed this morning. I think most of us would agree that, we, that we're blessed. You don't have to have me argue with you all day about it. We're blessed as no other nation in history been blessed. We're not just, there's no other place that's ever lived like we live. No other nation ever been blessed like we've been blessed. We've been blessed in every way possible. Uh, but, you know, I, I'm afraid now, we'll get to something else here. 
I'm afraid that we have forgotten the blessing of God. We have forgotten the blessing of God. But worse than forgetting the blessing of God, we have forgotten the God that does the blessing. We have forgotten the blessing of God, but we have forgotten the God of the blessing. There's two things that God deals with in nations and individuals, two ways that God deals. One is a way of blessing, and the other is just the opposite. There's blessings and cursings. In the Word of God, when you read beginning in Genesis and go through Revelation, you're going to find that God deals in blessings, and he also deals in something called curses. And it is things that when we think about curses, it is things that we don't like to think about. We, we like to think, we got, this, we got this new God now. There's a bad old God in the Old Testament. He done things in the Old Testament. He, he treated them poor people awful, but we got a new sugar daddy now, and he loves us. He don't care nothing about how we live. We, all we got to do is say, I'm sorry, live like a devil, sing a little song, and all of us are going to go to heaven in a little rowboat. Well, I can tell you, it's not, it's not that way. It is not that way. There's the same God is in, in the Old Testament is the God that we deal with today. He never changed it. He could not change. He could not be God and change. He is an unchangeable God, thank God. So we have much to be thankful for and we have much to, to, to contemplate. And I think, I think honestly, humbly, that unless we as a country are willing to get back to biblical principles which our nation was founded upon, I'm afraid that we're going to, we're going to see more in the future of something that we can't label as a blessing. I think that we're going to, I think we're going to taste the wrath of God in a way that we have known nothing about unless there is a moving back to the word of God. I don't know how we can, I don't know how we can expect anything else. And, and here's the danger. You know, we, we, we've run God off and we, 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 we've let God know. There was a time when the word of God was everywhere. God's word was everywhere. It didn't make any difference whether it was, it was the courthouse or, or the school or, or church or wherever you were. The word of God was before the people and it had a wonderful effect upon our country. But today, we've run God off. We want to get away from his word. We don't want his word. We don't want it as a whole. I know you do, but our country would like to get rid of the word of God. You know all the struggles we've had with just trying to keep the Ten Commandments in the front of people. And, and, and there's a lot of things, there's a lot of things that, uh, that the devil has been succeeded in, in accomplishing as far as removing the Word of God from the minds of men and women. We need to get back. Our little children need the Word of God in school. I'll wait on it. Our children need the Word of God in school. Someone I seen the other day, somebody sent me something or gave me something of a, a little book that they're teaching three, four, and five-year-old children, I think is the way it was. 
something like that. They were not in grade school, kindergarten, whatever. And the picture on the cover of that book was so vulgar that they had to block out part of it. This is the thing they're giving to the little children. You think we're not living in a whacked out society? And the problem is that we're taking the attitude as a whole in our nation. We take the attitude that God doesn't care. God's all right with it. It's okay and it's not a big deal. We just do what we want to do. I was seeing this morning, I read on the news where some movie star fussing about, about uh, uh, you know, people. Well, it's your own senator. Jordan, I think is his name, a representative, whatever he is. And he made some statement. Somebody's fussing with him and, uh, uh, and saying, you know, he's, he's, he's not looking at it right. He's, he's not, he's not uh, being honest or whatever. Well, that's the way the world thinks. And if we, if we as God's people do not stand up and proclaim the truth and live the truth and love the truth, then the truth is going to just continually uh, to diminish from our very eyes. So we need... We need the whole truth of God's word. So uh, the, I want to say again, the worst thing that can happen to us, I'm talking about blessing and cursing at the moment, the worst thing that can happen to us is for God just to leave us alone. There's no greater judgment. There's no greater. You, you, you know, we, sometimes we think about, well, China's going to do this and, and Iran's going to do this and Russia's going to do that. Well, you know, we, I, we don't know what's going to happen, but the worst thing that can happen to the United States is for God to just walk away. God just back up. The only protection and the reason you're blessed with anything is because of God. And if God removes that, if God says, all right, I'm turning you over to your own devices. Do what you want to do. Live like you want to live. Believe what you want to believe. I'm not going to bother you anymore. That is the worst thing that could possibly happen to our country. Nothing worse. Nothing. Absolutely nothing worse than that. I think it's a sad thing that we claim to be, and I, I think we are. I think there's a lot of, a lot of people that love God. We're a nation in many ways. That, uh, that, are, that at the same time we're forgetting God and, uh, and our country, our country that one time uh, was more united on the word of God, our country that upheld the word of God. Today, instead of worshiping the God of the Bible, the, we, we, we're looking at all kinds of gods. And I don't have time to preach this like it needs to be preached, but I can tell you right now, any nation whose Lord or whose God is the Lord, any nation whose God is the Lord will, or any individual, they will reject all these phony gods that is trying to crowd into our, into our lives. If, if God, if Jehovah is your God, then you, you can't have any other God. He's already settled it. Amen? In the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. It's fixed, it's settled. There can just be one God in your life. Jesus made it very plain. You cannot serve God and mammon. And yet we have countless, probably millions of Christians supposed to be who are trying to do that very thing today. 
They're running after the gods of this world, all kinds of gods, not gods that you bow down to necessarily, but gods that put a noose around your neck, gods that put a ring in your nose and lead you and drive you and rob you and spoil you and get you uh, get your mind off of the word of God. The Bible says that it is righteousness, right living. It's doing what's right that exalts a nation. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach, right? Sin is a disgrace, amen? Don't, don't be guilty of laughing at sin. Sin is a reproach. It is a, it is a wretched thing. It's like Paul said, oh, wretched man. Sin makes people miserable. There may be some pleasure in sin to begin with, and there may be some, some, uh, uh, some kind of enjoyment, for, but it's short-lived. Sin is a reproach. Amen. Righteousness is what exalts a nation. So God help us. There have been, according to the scriptures, there's nations that have been utterly destroyed because they would not seek God. They would not allow God to be first in their lives. And I'm, I'm hurrying to close, but I can tell you that when, if we think that somehow God has judged, for instance, the antediluvian world, and we think that God judged Sodom, and we think God opened up the ground and let thousands fall into a hole and close the lid on it in Israel because they wouldn't live right. If we think that we can live like animals and tell God to get lost, we are not thinking straight. The word of God does not bear that out. God's word makes it very plain that if we, if we cross up God's word, there are repercussions that are going to take place. God help us that we will love his word and let God be God. Uh, we don't need all these other gods. Amen. There's just one God for us. Amen. There's just one God for us. There's just one hope for us. Our confidence can rest in one and one alone. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Our money says, I didn't look at it. I reckon it still says it. In God we trust, right? And we need to trust God. We need confidence. We need our, our confidence has got to be in, in Jehovah. Our trust must be in the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot trust anything else. We cannot depend on ourselves. We can't trust like, for instance, water baptism, church membership, showing up for the services, giving a little money, going on a mission trip, do this, do that. Our trust, our confidence must be in the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we're hoping in anything else, we have a false hope. Our hope must be in the indwelling, empowering presence of God's Holy Spirit in our individual lives. I thank, thank God. I, I love the singing. I, I, I just appreciate the beautiful songs. But I say very kindly, it's not enough to sing God Bless America. It's not enough to buy a t-shirt with some Christian religious slogan printed on it. What needs to happen in America, I'm not jumping on you, but our country needs to repent. 
And our country needs to repent in a humble way. If you did something wrong and you needed to change, you can make the change. Stop doing it, but do it for the wrong reason. What America needs to do is repent. We need to turn, turn from the wrong direction, turn back to the Bible. But along with that, it must be coupled with humility. We need to get on our face before God and let God know. As a country, we've missed it. We're not just going to change, but we're going to recognize that we've missed it. We missed it because we missed it. We didn't miss it because Adam missed it. We're not in trouble because what Adam did. We're in trouble because our choices. We've made wrong choices. And our country is suffering tonight, today. God help you and me that we may, if need be, I'm not saying you need to repent, whatever, that's between you and God. But if you need to repent, do it with humility. Don't fuss with God. Get on your face and let God know, I need your mercy as I read in our text. America must return to God and not just to the thought of God. I know this, you, you, you just have to, you have to, you have to work through this, what I'm getting ready to say. We don't, we don't just need to crank everybody up and get them going to church. We don't just need to get people psyched up and get them given more money than they've ever given. Or we make some missionary plea and get everybody on a, on a plane or something and take, take people. That is not what we need. What we need is to get back to the Word of God. We need to get back to the Word. Not back to being active or jumping and carrying on in some religious frenzy. We need to get back to the Word of God. And we cannot be afraid of the Word. The Word is our only hope. Without the Word of God, we are in trouble. And I say again and I remind you humbly that we've run God off. We've run God's Word away. And we wonder why all these terrible things are happening. When we have God, I'll close. When we have God, we have his blessing. We have his protection. He can take care of us. He can supply us with whatever we need. Amen. I would stand here and tell you that if you have God, you're going to be prosperous in every way. You may not, you may not prosper too much financially. You, you probably will. You quit drinking, quit you know other things and you probably have a little more money in your pocket, but I'm not going to tell you you're going to be rich because you love God. But I can tell you one thing, that God will take care of you in this world. He's promised us in his word that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He said, I'll go with you all the way, even to the end of the world. Thank God. And then we have the hope that's fixed Peter said it's both steadfast and sure. We have a hope that when this life is over, 
we can go to a better place. Amen. I'm, it's settled for me. Thank God. I'm, I'm not wondering. I know it's only by the grace of God, but it's fixed for me. I, I'm, 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 I'm not going to stand here and say I'm the same as in heaven. I know I've got to get to the end of the way and make the, make the crossing, but for me it's fixed. It's done. Thank God my hope is in the Lord. I like that song that says, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. He is our hope this morning, saints of God. He is our only hope today. And if we allow the gods of this world to rob us of our appreciation of the word and rob us of our devotion to the word of God, we will be in trouble. It is only as we honor God that we are going to be able to go through. So in closing, just as we've been reminded of the brave fighting men and women who've laid their lives down, Given all, when they, we had that moment of silence, you wouldn't believe what picture was going through my mind. I saw dead bodies everywhere. I saw dead bodies. This is the absolute truth. I saw dead bodies from the Civil War to the caves of Vietnam, strewn out, laying, who given their lives, given their lives, that we could be here today. Well, to be thankful. Well to, well, to, well, to go somewhere today and just let God know. I just want to take a few moments and let you know how thankful I am to be an American, how thankful I am to have had a call from the Lord Jesus Christ to leave sin in the world and self. Thank God to be brought into fellowship with the creator of the universe. We should be thankful today for that. Jesus came into the world, thank God, conceived in the womb of a little virgin girl, conceived of the Holy Ghost, born of a virgin Savior. He became of all who would believe. He's not the Savior of a few. He's the Savior of everyone who will believe. Thank God. He came first, the Bible said, to the Jew and then to us. He suffered in our place, paid sin's debt that we could go free, that we could live, we could be loosed from sin to live a life of victory. So I just want to tell you this morning, because Christ has won the war, you don't have to be captivated by sin any longer. You don't have to live another day in the clutches of the enemy of your soul. Jesus, as the songwriter said, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed it. He changed it. He fixed it. He made it possible. He paid it all. Will you stand, please? Father in heaven, we lift our voice in gratitude to you this morning. We thank you and praise you for the many, many blessings that you've heaped upon us material blessings. We thank you for physical blessings. We thank you most of all for spiritual blessings. We have been blessed and we are blessed. And I thank you for this congregation. 
what a privilege it is for me to be able to come here to worship among people who have such a great heritage. Father, I pray you'll encourage their hearts. I pray, Lord, they will not look toward the world, the phony gods of this world, but they will lift their eyes and their hearts. Take David's message to heart. I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Bless every heart. Draw some sinner to yourself. I pray, Lord, today if there's someone suffering or in trouble, let them cast all their care and all their burdens upon the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in his name. And it is with thanksgiving that we praise you this morning for being a blessed nation.